If somebody was like, describe Gabe in three words or less, I'd be like, cool, calm lady. And I jump out from behind you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you jump out and you're like, I'm not getting on that fucking plane. <laughs> Do you think there's ghosts in here? <laughs> I thought of something that I could easily Google, but will you figure it out for me? <laughs> it's I would stop talking to that guy, but he's got a huge dick. <laughs> You got me down to a fucking T. You know me so well. Welcome to SVU Pod, especially heinous. I'm Tasha. I'm Gabe. And we are... And we're doing... (laughs) Tasha just hit puberty. Oh my god, you guys. After she had kids. So weird. <laughs> Anyways, what? Anyway, I just got tits and my voice just changed. <laughs> Season one, episode 10 on Amazon. Yep. Russian love poem. Opening scene, we're in a fancy ass house, spiral staircase. I'm waiting for a singing candelabra to pop out. A blonde woman and her daughter. Oh my God, I was going to look up who this actress was. Did you? I didn't, but I recognized her. Fuck. I need to know who she is. She's She's, like always a mom. She's always a mom and she's always like kind of a bitchy mom. Kind of a bitchy mom. Yeah, for sure. She's typecast. For sure. We need to look up who she is. I picture her in like a smart button-up pinstriped shirt with a sweater tied around her shoulders, right? Yeah. Whenever I try to Google people from specific episodes, it's always random. (gasps) Deborah Rush. (laughs) Of course it's Deborah. Oh, such a familiar face. Oh my God. She was in Strangers with Candy. Orange is the New Black. Fucking A. Oh yeah, duh. She was the mom in Strangers with Candy. She was in You've Got Mail. She was in The Good Girl. She was in Big Business. Duh. She's been in fucking everything. Oh my God. I love Big Business. I'm ashamed of us. Deborah Rush. I'll never forget your name, Debs. She's cute. She's so cute. (laughs) I bet she's super nice in real life. Agree with me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was trying to think about it. If I don't agree, I'll never tell you. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, So she's with her daughter. She's a young teen coming into the house, obviously, after they'd been on a trip and they can't find the dad. The mom's like, maybe he's out whoring again. (laughs) Emily's the daughter. And she's like, mom. So they do end up finding the dad. He is in the bedroom in bondage gear, basically like a full gimp suit. Mm -hmm. And the mom just stands there in the doorframe, benzoed out, staring at him (laughs) while the daughter is crazy traumatized and runs up to her dad and is like screaming, daddy. I get it that you're showing us that you don't give a fuck about your husband, Mm -hmm. but your daughter? I think maybe she's just shocked. Her face was a seasoned actress going, this is me showing that I don't give a fuck. (laughs) So Benson and Stabler show up. They're interviewing the mom and child. The daughter is talking to Stabler and she's talking about how her mom's a bitch Mm -hmm. and saying the dad wanted a divorce, but the mom wouldn't let him have it because she wanted to be Mrs. Andrew Harlan. Yeah. Okay. So Olivia's interviewing the mom and says like a lot of people wanted to hurt him. Her husband was into like everybody. Like she, she just, he just liked to fuck. I put this in quotes, but she did not say this. Quote, he'd fuck a plant. Yeah. She was showing Olivia all of these photos of him with dudes. And Olivia's like, oh, he was gay. And she's like, what's more than bi? He would basically fuck anybody. He was just like super. What did she call him? Turbo Hornball. 
Stabler just kind of like popping up and going, any idea why the doer would sodomize him with a banana? And she like sly smiles and goes, he was allergic to bananas. She kind of gets like a little emotional about yeah. after that. And then Shay has to call her son Adam because that's who they were visiting, right? Yeah, they were visiting Adam. What? The son. Yeah. And then immediately I was like, I bet it was the son. Oh, yeah. Oh, all throughout this. I'm At first I'm like, okay, it's not the wife because she's too satisfied that he's dead. We hadn't even met the son yet, but I was like, oh, toxic yeah. masculinity. He's pissed. His dad's boning dudes or something and like oh yeah benson and stabler take the photos they id one of the guys in the photos and his name is bulldozer mm-hmm. and he is pretty yeah y'all he is pretty yeah he looks like a encinitas california surfer yoga instructor yeah ripped but he doesn't work out super lazy dude but with like a great tan and a hot bod and he was loading a truck he was doing the classic svu loading a truck but i'm not gonna stop because somebody was murdered in a gimp suit and with a banana shoved in his ass new yorkers in the 90s didn't give a fuck (laughs) If somebody came up to me and told me that, I'd be like, hold on, let me let me put this box down. So he's this pretty boy named Bulldozer. He is an aspiring porn star. Yeah. He's not there yet, but he is doing- He was doing... born to do porn. That's what yeah. he said. <laughs> Cassie's like, I know this guy. Yeah. I fucking know this guy. At first when he's like, oh my God, I, who is this guy? I know and this I was guy. Like, and I was like, porn. I'm, yes. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, oh my God, it's going to come out that he's seen him in porn. Yeah. Um, Because that's the joke. But then he's like, oh, I do whatever commercials. And Cassidy's like, that's it. And he's like, yeah, my banana spot's still running. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, banana. <laughs> <laughs> it was way too early for me. I was like, they were just dangling a what, banana. What? A banana <laughs> incidence. What a incidence. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> he still had chains and bondage gear that he had gotten from Andrew. So it was just kind of, uh, Andrew was into that sort of shit because SVU writers are like, we haven't gotten enough bondage yet this season. And we it have, involves gay men. So duh. Like, for we some have, reason. They... We have a gay male bondage quota that we have to meet every season. Dude, there's somebody, there's a writer in there that this is what he does. He's like <laughs> the, remember the wolf from Pulp Fiction? The wolf? The wolf. Yeah, it was Harvey Keitel. They call him when they shoot that dude in the back of the car, and then they have to go to Quentin Tarantino's house. Yeah, duh, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, you got to get the wolf. He'll come and and clean it up. He's a fixer. Mm Mm-hmm. I got it, you guys. Bondage. <laughs> We're still, still talking to Bulldozer? Yeah, Bulldozer said he broke it off with Andrew because he stopped paying for they dinner. They were calling him Mr. Dozer. Mr. Dozer, yeah. <laughs> he broke it off with Andrew because he stopped paying for dinner the last seven times. And he only wanted to have sex. And they were both tops. And so that didn't really work out. I'm petty enough that I would have counted the number of times that he didn't pay for dinner. Yeah. My ex didn't pay for dinner 4,000 times. <laughs> yeah. For f- fucking six and a half years. <laughs> Seven and a half? Can we just go the whole way? Cause... Yeah, I was going to say that's really generous. Okay. Yeah. God, that was so crazy. For how much shit you got, you took, you literally like paid for, okay, whatever. I feel better about myself now. Good. I still have a crippling need to be like, do you guys rate us and review us on iTunes? <laughs> So they're at Adam Harlan's apartment, Benson and Stabler talking to Adam, the son. He and his dad were close till his dad started doing his girlfriends. Then it went sour. He was like, yeah, once my dad started hooking up with my girlfriends, once he touched them, I dumped him. And I'm like, how many times did this happen? Yeah, that's Dude, what... stop introducing your girlfriends to your dad, right? Yeah. Don't bring her to Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> Dad's going to fuck her. Oh my God, I hope your parents like me. <laughs> my dad will. <laughs> my dad for sure will. The last girl they did a swap was this girl, Becky Sorensen, and she's a painter. So they go to her apartment. Oh, Becky comes out looking <sighs> like a Becky going yeah. through her art school phase. Yeah. So she's like going on about how the son is young and thinks small. Olivia. 
is like, and daddy. Oh, there's nothing small about daddy. I almost texted you <gasps> when I was watching it and I was like, I'm not going to meddle. We're going to just see where we're at together. <laughs> so she was a short-term relationship, like all of his relationships, and said that they lasted about two weeks, which they did a ton of shit in two weeks. She's like, oh, that's Charlie. We chartered boats a lot. And I'm like, man, you guys really... You got a lot done in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, they show her all these photos of Andrew with the other dudes that he got from Andrew's wife. She's like, I don't know any of these guys. But then she goes, oh, yeah, that's Charlie Poe. And he was the ship captain, yacht yeah. driver. Sh- the boat guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they go see Charlie and it's this big, gorgeous yacht. Yeah. I got pissed at Stabler in this scene. They confront Charlie about his relationship with Andrew and he's like, I'm straight. And he pulls out his wallet to show the picture of his family. Like, we're all like, dude, that... That's not, that's not a thing. That means yeah. nothing. Yeah. That is not... But so it took like one poke and he's like... Fine, we fucked. <laughs> but he admitted to sleeping with him, but in exchange, Andrew would help pay for his kid's school. Yeah. And he's just kind of trying to rush along this conversation. He admits to it and then he goes to get back on the ship and Stabler yells in front of a crew member how often did you two fellas tie each other up yeah I know I was like bro and I'm like I know somebody's dead but Stabes come on like you can't you want to explain this dick on wheels Gabe (laughs) I mean this is why remember how one of the episodes the guy was like I don't want to give the tape because I don't want to be like outed Mm -hmm. like this is why they have that shit they have lawyers and stuff because of that kind of shit right I don't care if you're Elliot fucking Stabler. Don't out people. Yeah, you can't. That's not your journey. Bro. So then he comes back because he feels fucking threatened. A uh, duh. He's like, yeah, we did some bonded shit. And then Charlie starts, all of a sudden he's willing to give all this detail and he's really opened up with the details and Olivia's like, okay, okay. <laughs> Just shuts him down and he's like, he literally <laughs> asked me. <laughs> Pick a fucking lane, you guys. So he says that he was the one who got tied up, not Andrew, mm-hmm. in their- Sensual encounters. Yeah. <laughs> but then he finds out that he wasn't the only one that Andrew had been lying to him and it really hurt his feelings. Yeah, he was like, what? No, I thought it was a first time for both of us. That's why Elliot's like, no, not no. bro. Mm. Oh, so now they're at the precinct. So far they have like really no motives. No one fits the build. He did spend a lot of money on lingerie, etc. And then he spent a lot of money, two million or something? Yeah. To this Russian sex worker, Sonia. Sonia Petrovich. Yeah. I so- love a Russian accent. Yeah. I'm terrible at it, but I love it. No, that was good. I think. I mean, I'm not Russian. It's nor do I have an accent. Nor do I have an accent. <laughs> I was born without an accent. <laughs> yeah, so then they're at these Turkish baths. The dude makes them take off their shoes super hard. <laughs> Sonia has been gone for a few weeks. She met this dude, Victor, who owns a spa called Ecstasy. It's like the hottest spa in Manhattan. Apparently, there's like a three-month waiting list for like a facial. Yeah. Which, who knows what that means. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> I did. Um, so he's no. going on... This whole thing about how in Russia, a quote unquote horror is like the top of the social circle and rarely falls in love. Also, this dude's ponytail needs to like chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then he's like talking shit about American women and saying they fall in love easily. So here when women are referred to as whores, it's like you don't want them because we're just slutty whores. But in Russia, they're the ones in control. They're the ones in power because the whores in Russia don't care about you. And if they do, that's a big deal. Yeah. I don't know if this is true. Oh, no, I'm not saying this like, I'm not like, okay, guys, here are the facts. No, no, no. This is what this guy is straight up saying. So then he takes Benson and Stabler into a room.
room with a big mob-looking dude in a hot tub with two ladies taking turns pouring champagne down his throat while another dude in a suit plays a violin. And nobody acknowledges the detectives. Yeah. And they just sit there and talk over them like it's fucking Bob Cratchit in that Christmas Carol movie. And they're talking about like what Stabler's life could have been. And they're like, you could have been this bearded Dom DeLuise (laughs) Russian guy in his hot tub. Wait, was he the same guy from the end? Yeah. The like, okay. That was... You just saw him with a shirt on. Katya's boyfriend or Sonia's boyfriend. The dude in the water is just described as a good friend and a respectable businessman. So he's like a Russian mafia guy. Yeah. So now they're at the ecstasy spa. Sonia has art. This chick cannot keep a job. Sonia left. They tell him to go talk to Natasha. She was pals with her. Mm -hmm. So Sonia met this guy named Yuri. And Natasha's pissed because her and Sonia were both trying to get this job singing at a restaurant. And Natasha didn't get it. So that's why they're not friends anymore. She's like, because I'm talented and she's not. The only reason why I didn't get it is because she's fucking Yuri. She's saying that the reason that Sonia keeps getting jobs is because she just like goes and fucks the owner and then she gets the job somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now they're at the Moscow restaurant. There's a lady singing Russian shit. It's Sonia. <laughs> and she didn't have a bad voice. So. No, she didn't. I was like, Natasha, you're jealous. So she says she doesn't know Harlan Andrew, but that she- Andrew cleaned- Harlan. Oh, I put that in backwards for some reason. Um, Am I- Dyslexic? Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. But that she cleaned his house once and that's why they found her fingerprint there. She was helping a friend who was a regular housekeeper, Katya. When they keep referring to Katya, I can only think of Katya, the drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, yeah. I fucking love her. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Anyways, they threatened to arrest her for not remembering if Katya slept with him ever. Yeah, so she's just she's just lying. Yeah, she just plays aloof through their questions. Once she's about to be arrested, or she's slightly threatened to be arrested, she's like, okay, fine, Katya may have slept with Andrew, but she wasn't 100% sure, yeah. she says. Yeah, and they have the, the precinct, fucking Cassidy, the dumb opening dick. dumb idiot, the first words out of his mouth are, I wonder what else she polished over there. I hate you so much. I'm so glad Olivia only had sex with him like one time. Mm-hmm, this season. Oh God, that's right. Yeah. So Jeffries and Olivia, of course, are the only decent people in the entire group. Olivia says, quote, listen, you guys, remember what they've been through. Poverty, corruption, drunken abuse. They learn that they have to lie. Their bodies are their only assets. Sex is money. But the guys are like, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots. So then Jeffries had gotten a phone call in this time, and it turns out it was Harlan's real housekeeper. And I don't know how they got a hold of her. Yeah. Maybe it was just because they like looked up a service. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be hard to get a hold of the mom. Yeah. Who's the housekeeper? She had called and spoken with Jeffries, and Jeffries is like, she is not vacation, she never works weekends, she's not Russian, and her name isn't Katya. (laughs) So they're like, she lied. Get her in. Oh, shit. (laughs) They get Sonia in her shirt. Just whatever. I'm not even going to talk about it. What? I don't remember. Her shirt. She was wearing this like shirt and a bra, but like only one button. It was so 90s. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Jennifer Aniston 90s. Oh, my God. But I think this episode was this episode was released in 2000. This was January 2000. 90s plus one day. So early aughts. Yeah. What does that mean? Early aughts. Aughts? What is aughts? The aughts aughts means like zero, zero, one, zero, two. Mm. Remember when, oh, what is that from? That he came about in aught four. What was that? Was it was some old timey fuck? I've never just, I don't know. I've never heard of aught. Is it A U T? A U G H T. Like Otta? Ought? No. But I remember, oh, God, fuck. Oh, it's from a movie. Hang on. Give me a second. Oh, 
Shawshank Redemption. Oh. When he's talking about uh it's it's Brooks, the old guy who works in the library, talking oh. about the Brooks was here. Prison terms. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got here about aught four or something like, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's that was the first time I heard anybody refer to it as the aughts. Mm. But then now it's going around the horn again. So we're in the 2000 aughts. Yeah. So Sonia's being questioned. She likes what she does. She considers herself men's freedom, that they lie to their wives and it brings them alive. And she thinks it's delicious. The way she talks about it, you can tell it makes her feel powerful. Yeah. Good for her. No shit. Except for the wife part. I don't like that shit. Yeah. But the that's... fact that she gets like satisfaction out of it. But that I think is a learned, like she can feel powerful in it but then this other aspect of it of being like mm, their wives can't do it but I can is it's just a patriarchal learned behavior right yeah so Craig and Popson Emily Harland which is Andrew Harland's daughter is in the precinct and you want Stabler to talk to her is she t- oh but right before that Sonia makes it clear that she doesn't want to give up Katya oh yeah Katya is a person because I'm like wait a minute how do we figure out Katya's back because they were like the housekeeper's name is it why did she even bring up her friend Katya yeah I don't know why did she say oh the housekeeper's name Katya well, now you got Katya on their radar. Yeah. Okay. The daughter says to Stabler, her dad had fallen in love with Katya, and the mom was not happy about that. Katya Vanova. Yeah. She was fine with him banging dudes, but not women. Andrew told her if anything ever happened to him to get his secret <laughs> stuff out of his drawer, and he like told her where the key was. <laughs> Which she was telling him that his mom was fine with him being with other dudes, but she got mad when he fell in love with Katya. And Stabler turns into cartoon Shaggy from Scooby-Doo <laughs> and he double takes and he's like, Katya. <laughs> oh, shit. <sighs> mom called Katya Russian whore. Yeah. She got his secret box of stuff in his drawer and it looks like he was suing Katya for two million. Yeah. And she brought all of the documents to Stabler. And so she was maybe worried that this is why he died, that somebody killed him because of that. Mm-hmm. And Cragen is like, two million dollars? That's a motive. <laughs> yeah. He broke up with Katya after five months because she was cheating on him in the apartment he was paying for. 10000 a month, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take that out. Nice. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> So he was suing her for how much the gifts were worth. When Andrew was killed, the lawsuit was dropped by his wife. I audibly gasped. Me too. And I wrote, wrote, oh my God, is she in love with Katya? (gasps) And I was was like, were Katya and the mom working together? Mm -hmm. (gasps) Maybe it was the mom because she knew about the banana allergy. (gasps) (laughs) So now they're at the Harlan home. The mom is redecorating. We just um, found out her name's Christina. I hate when they don't give the wives names. I rewatched. They don't refer to her as Christina until this moment. Yeah. The mom's redecorating. They're assuming that she's covering for Katya. And she was like, excuse me, maybe I was covering for my humiliation, if anything. Covering for that little bitch. Yeah. Bitch. Bitch. I know. (laughs) She didn't know about Sonia. And she kept calling them like little Russian whores. (laughs) They're all Russian whores. Little Russian sluts. Russian sluts. Slats. Basically, she's like, yeah, it's humiliating. Like, I don't want to be one of the other wives that's like, oh, who's your Russian whore? This is like her talking, not me. And then Adam, the son, is there and he steps in and says that his mom was driving him to a poetry thing. He also said that he told his mom to drop the lawsuit. This is where I was like, oh, Adam's involved. Yeah. Because his storyline doesn't really track for me because when they first talked to Adam, he was like, my mom's a bitch and I hate her. Now he's like all of a sudden helping her redecorate the house and he seems like a lapdog son. Yeah. You know? I'm saying yeah so Christina tells them to get Katya's how you get a serial killer okay Christina tells them to get Katya's address from her lawyer and I'm gonna need them to come full circle with this banana pretty soon because that has been left hanging and it is quite the carrot from now yeah I was gonna say from now on instead of saying dangling a carrot we're dangling a banana banana. 
<laughs> Some okay, so we're at Craig is the Craig gets up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Craig, please tell me you noticed the same thing I did. I have Craig in's office. He answers the phone like the guy at the beginning of an infomercial. <laughs> have you ever tried answering a phone? <laughs> <laughs> so we're at Craig's office. Some upset Russian woman called Munch apparently speaks some Russian, of course, Ugh. and answers the call. It made me like re hate him. I imagine he learned Russian just so he can use it casually to impress other people and then th do that annoying thing where he's like, oh, you noticed I speak a super difficult language. <laughs> oh, I'm just it's just something I picked up. So it's Sonia. She's super scared and upset. So they're like, let's get out of here. Let's go to her apartment. Sonia Petrovic. Yeah. Yes. So they get to a Sonia's apartment. There's like this. So every time they go to meet a Russian, it's mm -hmm. in Brighton Beach. Brighton Beach is a heavily Russian populated part of New York. Cool. Yeah. So there's like this old babushka lady cleaning up these bloody footprints. Kate McKinnon from Weekend Update when she does that <laughs> little Russian immigrant lady. Yeah. <laughs> is scrubbing the stairs. <laughs> The bloody footprints are leading to her apartment. Sonia's dead. And there's an, another woman is in there too. So Benson- She's also dead. She's also dead, yeah. Benson and Stabler show up. Munch is talking to the cousin who doesn't speak English. He has a restaurant and he wants him to go and talk there. And they're saying that the murder is not sex related. Yeah. But now they're dealing with it because it's part of their investigation. So the other woman was his aunt. Okay. The other woman was Sonia's aunt. So Yeah. No, well, and his too because they're cousins. Oh yeah, everybody's related. Yeah. At the restaurant, the cousin's super devastated oh. and- and he shows them a photo of Sonia with all of her girlfriends and Katya's mm -hmm. in the photo. They're showing him photos of Andrew, but the cousin says that the girls don't bring their American boyfriends around there. Yeah. So he couldn't help with Andrew's stuff with them. Yeah. But he gave him a little lead about Katya. They're at the precinct and a freaking guy bursts in with a card. <laughs> it was weird. I was he like, what's happening? <laughs> he breathes through the whole interview <laughs> the way I breathe after I run up a flight of stairs. It's like... You're trying to get Katya for this, but you can't. I killed him. His name is Alexander Streetshikov. I don't know how to say Str it. Streets. Oh, I did this Strivoff. Um, phonetically. Streets. Streetshikov. 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 Vodka. So he loves Katya and has a devotion to her and he admits killing him, but he's like, I shot him like a dog. Benson and Stabler are both like, ugh. Because he was strangled, not shot. So they're like, what is this guy? He's confessing, but it's because he doesn't want Katya to get in trouble. Yeah, he has heard that she was getting sued by him, so he wanted to kill him for causing her so much pain. Also, I hate that I feel this way, but I hate the way Olivia says Katya. I know. Mm. Thank you. Especially, which is weird because her dad is Russian in real yeah. life. Yeah. Her name is Wait, Marishka. Maybe she's the only one who's saying it right. Oh. <gasps> And she's just, it's grinding her gears that everybody else is like, she's Katya. Like, I won't say it that way. They're like, fine, America's going to hate you. And she's like, um, challenge accepted. Uh, so now they're at the apartment of Katya Ivanova. And the doorman. I love Bobby Moynihan of doormans. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he? Katya? Eh? She's beautiful. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I put like three E's in it. <laughs> He had said that she had left about an hour ago super dressed up in a gown. Yeah, in a car service. In a car service, yeah. So I'm I'm guessing they call it the car service because they're at the Peninsula Hotel next. Yeah, and he gives them a 555 phone number and I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> so she comes on to Stabler super hard. Yeah, at the Peninsula Hotel. Her accent sounds fake. Yeah, duh. Okay. <laughs> she talks very slowly. Yeah. 
And I don't know how Stabler didn't want to fuck her because (laughs) I did. (laughs) She won't go to the station. They tell her if she doesn't come to the station at 9 a.m., they'll have immigration there at 9.05. She's like, this is America. You can't do this. And Olivia says something that has never been truer. I know. I Right now. She goes, sweetheart, haven't you heard? Cops are the same everywhere. Yeah, which I hated that. So now they're at the precinct. Katya's in the interrogation room with Benson and Stabler smoking Marbreads. And she's like, I can't talk without a cigarette. All up on Stabe's dick. She finds out that Alex confessed to killing Andrew and she jumps on that train. And Stabe's is like, it wasn't him. Your fingerprints were found along with Sonia's. And she's like, I wore gloves. And he's like, again. (laughs) And it turns out that she's like, no, I wore gloves because I didn't want to break my nails on the bondage gear. Like the harness buckles and shit. And it was actually her that found it. She said that she found him in bed with two guys and that's why they broke up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Um, and he said that her and Sonia had gone there to tease him because they sometimes had threesomes. She was really disgusted by like two dudes together. Yeah. Because again, terrible tropes of. Yeah. She's like, oh, us us three, like two girls and one guy is fine. But and then she had like, Mm -hmm. then she went to go hear Sonia sing. And then Staves is like, one more thing. Did you put the banana in Andrew's rear end? And Katya's like, yes, he is allergic to bananas. But if that killed him, it was an honest mistake. And I was like, fucking finally. (laughs) Yeah. So Craig is all flustered. (laughs) This is the best. Olivia was like, everyone describes her as like a modern day Cleopatra. And Stabler says, instead, we get a Siberian Tammy Faye Baker. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, Andrew could have anyone he wanted. Why Katya? Do you think Stabler... They like cut away from Stabler because he said that and he like looked around like, right guys? Like <laughs> he's like waiting for a Put big arm up. <laughs> Nobody high fives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually did one of these. I was like, ah <laughs> when he said that. Benson and Stabler are at the Moscow restaurant and some dude asks them to join the table of the hot tub Dom Deloise from earlier. Mm-hmm. But he's wearing a shirt now. And he immediately <laughs> starts talking about Sonia. What? Dude, I would you know how in Superman all he does is take his glasses off and everybody's like, Clark? <laughs> That's me. If you are not wearing a shirt, if you shave your beard, if you wear contacts one day, I'm like, dad, like, like I can't. I can't. OK, because I was like, is this the same guy? Duh. So he immediately starts talking about Sonia and he says she was always with the wrong men. And he points Stabler to Alex. Everybody's kind of pointing at Alex, but you're still doubting it at this point because he said the shooting instead of strangling. Yeah. yeah. And the guy's just talking in riddles the whole time. I can see why you would have been confused about it because all I wrote for quotes from him in this scene was, I work in the airline business. And yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, which obviously he's a mafia dude. Yeah. So then they're at the boardwalk in Brighton Beach, Cassidy and Munch. Oh, yeah, the drunk cousin. And he's like, hey, guys. <laughs> It's like they're like, what? You speak English? He's like, no. And Munch is like, at least I got to show off. Did he say that? No. Oh, okay. So he was all hammered and speaking perfect English. So he was drunk telling them that he heard Sonia and his aunt's murder. He heard yelling and screaming and says that he knows Alex killed Sonia. Mm-hmm. So then Stabler's talking to Katya and he tells her that they know Alex killed Sonia and they think he also killed Andrew. And she's elusive as she was the whole time. If she were a cartoon, she'd be one of those problematic Siamese cats from Lady and the Tramp. Oh, God. She's like, hmm. Yeah, God. (laughs) Stabler rattles her a little bit by telling her that Sonia and Alex were sleeping together. And she's like, maybe we were too, but maybe we weren't. What the shit? Olivia was crouched in the corner or some shit because she just appears and kicks Stabe out to talk to Katya alone. (laughs) It's like, hey. (laughs) 
She comes for her and tells her how easy it would be to convict her. Sonia doesn't want to help or get involved, basically out of survival. Mm -hmm. And Benson calls her bluff by starting to read her her Miranda rights. And again, Katya's like, okay. And she agrees to take her. They're at the Moscow restaurant. Katya's getting up on Alex at the bar and she's wired. So Munch is in the van translating poorly, I might add. Mm -hmm. Katya brings up killing Andrew and Sonia and the aunt. Then shit goes off. Alex flips out. So Benson and Stabler run in, guns drawn. Alex has a gun and dumps out all but one bullet because of course this ends with a game of Russian roulette. Yeah. And he turns it on his chest and he's like, I will tell you a Russian love poem. It could be long. It could be short. Depends unless you want to shoot me now and not hear anything. And he drops the hammer of the gun. Yeah. I brought Katya to America. I loved her. I wanted to marry her and she left me. I gave her devotion. She had no gratitude. My accent's getting worse. As it's I... fine. It's... <laughs> my mother was... was too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mother was always grateful for my father. And I'm like, oh, Russia has incels too. <laughs> yeah. Earlier he was talking about his mom and dad and how his dad fucked everybody and his mom was like super loyal. Yeah. You mean in an abusive and neglectful marriage that she didn't feel like she could get out of? So then... Click, he keeps pulling the trigger, and every time he does and it's empty, then everybody's like... I'm like, fucking shoot him in the knee, bro. Get, right? Get him get him down. He confesses to killing Andrew after the girls left, and he describes it fully, like, exactly how it happened, that he strangled them. So, like, why the fuck did you say that you shot him like a dog? Like, why did you try to throw them off in the first place? Because he was trying to punish Katya. Oh. So that they would still <gasps> think it was maybe it was her. This is news to me, because I was really? like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, duh. I even have it in my notes. I must have just been, like, Wait. blindly writing... Huh. Yours, it was It was in your notes? I had, he confesses to killing Andrew after the girls left and he strangled him. He wanted to teach Katya a lesson. Yeah. And then click again. And then he says he had to kill Sonia and he killed the aunt because she got back from the store too early. So she was just like a casualty. He's like, what was I supposed to do? Nobody can hurt me. Not even this gun. See how lucky I am? And then he self bangs and shoots himself. Yeah. Yeah. So then they're on the boardwalk and they're like morose and this was no blessing. Yeah, they're walking off into the sunset like the Hulk, but together they're talking to each other, but it's a really poorly edited in like narration. Yeah. But it's them talking to each other. I did notice that they did ha at least like their heads were turned towards each other when they were like the dubbed over talking thing. <laughs> you know, I wasn't really into that episode too much, but no, no, I was just because I, I love the accents. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go. Okay, with this chaser, it's not going to be about one crime in particular, but about the secondary character of this episode, which is the Russian mafia in Brighton Beach. I'm captivated by anything mafia related. I think we get a lot on the Italian mob. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of set. There's a bunch of movies about the Russian mob and everything too, but not as much as the Italian mob or like as big ones, like the Godfather and Goodfellas and all that shit. Casino. But I didn't know a whole lot about the Russian mafia before this. Also, getting detailed crimes committed by any mafia member is really hard unless somebody deeply involved rats. Mm -hmm. Like the only reason we know about like all this shit under John Gotti is because of Sammy Gravano, you know? And I don't and, know any of those anyways. names. I don't know shit about mobs and I don't care. Oh, I hate that you don't care. I was so excited. I was nerding the fuck out reading about I mean, I this know, mafia shit. I know there's like certain Russian I get here and I'm tattoos. like, I'm going to do a bunch of shit on the mafia. And Gabe's like. <laughs> I don't even like watching the movies. It's like. 
Oh, great. My God. Ray Liotta. Do you not love I Ray love Liotta? I love Ray Liotta. I fucking love Ray Liotta. How but I, I love not? him in like No Escape. Oh, my God. Those movies are like classics. I've seen them and all that stuff. But like, and I just don't give a shit about it. It doesn't trip your trigger to see them thinly slicing garlic in prison while they make this amazing fucking ragu and they're listening to music and drinking and they bring in like crunchy bread. Oh, <laughs> salami. Anyway, there's so many other good parts, but that's just the part that I picture right away is them just hanging in their boys club in prison. So I'm going to do this about the Russian mafia. Also, I love trying to say the words and names. Every time I would find a new word, I would Google it to see if I could hear the audio of yeah. how to pronounce it. Yeah. The Russian mafia, a.k.a. Bratva, which means brotherhood, a.k.a. the OPG, which stands for organized criminal group, but using the Russian word for criminal. Oh, my God. Prestup- it's going to take forever. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm all, it's only a few words. Prestupnaya. Okay. See, don't you love hearing that word? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I fucking yeah. hate you. Prestupnaya. I'm proud so. of you. for. I like that you like to do that. I'm a husband. I'd be a good husband. Yeah, you would be <laughs> such a good husband. You're my second favorite husband i say that because i have to i know you think i don't know that <laughs> the members of the opg refer to each other as breve zaconia which means thieves in law and then i read somewhere else that thieves it's in law thieves in law Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I read somewhere else that it's a title traditionally given among criminal groups in the former Soviet republics to kingpins Mm -hmm. of the crime syndicate, but it's probably just a thing that people don't know 100% for certain. And especially since the Russian mob is super, super old. So it was a thing throughout history as far back as the 17th century, but got organized in forced labor camps called gulags. Have Mm -hmm. you heard of gulags? Goulash. Gulags. (laughs) Goulash. It's, uh, yeah. It's, uh. Tomatoes. (laughs) Chili with noodles in it. Yeah. (laughs) No, I've never heard of it. Um, No, gulags were brutal work camps Mm -hmm. uh, in the Soviet Union, and like so many people died. Hmm. Fun fact a breakoff group of the OCG called, well, the guys in the OCG called them suka, which means bitch. Mm -hmm. They were let out of prison work camps if they agreed to go into the Soviet army to fight in World War II, but it divided them from the thieves in law because they were uh, working with the government then. Right. And then that led to what they called the bitch wars in the mid 40s and early 50s. Hmm. I wish I knew you were interested in this because i know you're not bitch wars that's cool thieves in law cool (laughs) so a bunch of shit happened that really launched the russian mafia forward after world war ii the death of joseph stalin and the fall of the soviet union made these gangs blow up huge in the black market the governments of the former republics were unstable so they saw their opportunities there Mm -hmm. and at its peak the opg controlled like two-thirds of the russian economy Mm -hmm. so it was it was was the actual government it basically yeah it basically ran the country in the 70s and 80s is when they really started coming over to the u.s and pretty exclusively settling in brighton beach which is in southern brooklyn um but brighton beach is also referred to as little odessa and odessa is a port city in the ukraine every time they go to like a restaurant or to a spa or whatever it's in brighton beach yeah Yeah. so the kinds of crimes that the russian mafia are involved in are pretty much as you would expect human trafficking racketeering drug trafficking extortion murder robbery smuggling arms trafficking, gambling, fencing, prostitution, pornography, money laundering, fraud, and financial crimes. Mm -hmm. Is there anything on that list that you don't know what it is? What? No. Oh. (laughs) I didn't know what fencing was, so I got the definition. I didn't even hear that. I think I just went it over in my head. That was You're like, yeah, mafia stuff, yeah. I was just thinking like all those, that sword sport. Yeah, no, that fencing swords is not illegal. Yeah. (laughs) 
So a fence is also known as a receiver, a mover, or a moving man. And it's a person who knowingly buys stolen goods in order to later resell them for profit. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, all this shit fell off a truck or whatever. Yes, exactly. So the fence is just the middleman between thieves and the eventual buyers of Mm -hmm. the stolen goods. And the eventual buyers may not even know that the goods are stolen. Yeah. So there's a bunch of hard to pronounce names in the Russian mob, but I want to focus on one guy. Okay. Be fucking patient with me. I'm I'm trying I'm not going to look at you because you're going to roll your eyes at me and I'm still going to pronounce it wrong. Stop. Vyacheslav Ivankov. Vyacheslav Ivankov. The John Gotti of the Russian mob. John Gotti's dead, right? Yes. Okay. Is he's an Italian guy? Yeah, right? John Gotti's dead. He was a yeah. He was a mob boss. Didn't his daughter or something have a show? Yes, it was called Growing Up Gotti. Oh, okay. And yeah. it was Victoria Gotti, and she had like three sons, and they were all just like rich kids who acted hard because of their connection with John Gotti. I shouldn't say anything like that because I don't know who's all connected to what. But yeah, John Gotti was he was a mob boss who they like could not get him in prison. They came after him for everything and like he would go to trial and he would be really flamboyant and obnoxious, but they called him Teflon Don because they couldn't make anything stick on him. Mm-hmm. So Vyacheslav Ivankov, they called him Yapunchik, which means little Japanese. And he came out of the gulags. So he was a hardened badass from the beginning. So he was like 300 pounds and 5'6". Dang. Covered with tattoos. His tattoos told the story of him having high rankings in the Russian mafia. Mm-hmm. I could do a whole story on the tattoos of the Russian mob because they have a long structured history as well. Mm-hmm. So it's said that their tattoos tell a story that the other members can read Mm -hmm. and so his apparently said a lot but he was just like head to toe covered in scary stories Mm -hmm. this guy mark galiotti wrote a book called the vori russia's super mafia and i got a quote from him that says ivankov was as old school as it can be a graduate of numerous terms behind barbed wire he's still a legend in the russian underworld but very much a figure from a past age the last of the mohicans as one gangster told me so how he ended up getting over here is i don't know anything about him pre-coming to the U.S., except for that he was unexpectedly released from prison in Russia, where he'd been serving 14 years for illegal firearm possession, forgery, and drug trafficking. But that was in the early 90s. So anything before that, I have no idea. And he was brought over to Brighton Beach in 1992 to get shit in order. Also, it was said that he was killing too many people over in Russia. And then it was also said that he was a threat to the powers in Russia, and they wanted to get him out of there. Because apparently this guy was really fucking scary, and they were like, fuck off, go to the U.S. And he was definitely useful in the organization of the U.S. There had been feuds going on between OPG groups and a bunch of people being killed. So he had to like come in and clean it all up. And apparently it worked, even though the same guys that he took charge of would later attempt to kill him a bunch of times. Hmm. The mafia sounds exhausting. I don't know how you are not interested by this stuff. I watched Sopranos. How did you watch the Sopranos and you're not? I mean, that was was all I need. I was like, okay, I'm I'm like done. My mafia cup has a hole in the bottom because I cannot get my fill of this shit. (laughs) Was that a thing my mom would say? I don't know. I've never even heard that. So gangsters were fucking terrified of this tiny dude and he was able to make ties in the US with the American mafia and Colombian drug cartels. So he was a real galvanizer. Mm -hmm. Just like brought everybody together. I picture him having Christmas parties and being like everyone around the table. (laughs) 
And everybody's like, okay. Also, anyone that went against him was usually killed. So maybe that's why everybody's like, whatever you say, buddy. Yeah. He was arrested in 1995 and sentenced to, so he got here in 92. And then in 1995, he was arrested and sentenced to 10 years on charges of extortion, fraud, and illegally entering the country. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, he's a good criminal, but like, how good? Right. Rubber criminal. So this guy, Palve Punch was his nickname. Stanimirovic was a Serbian-American founder of the Pink Panthers, which was a jewel heist crew. He did an interview and talked about his time in prison with Ivankov. He met him in 1997. I'm just going to call him Punch. So Ivankov and Punch met each other when they were both being indicted. Punch had said, I had heard about him when he landed in Brooklyn. He was sent there to shake things up. So like it was a well-known thing what Ivankov was doing there. And he said that Ivankov was quiet, stoic, and knew very little English. But one of the examples of a phrase that he knew was I will kill you. <laughs> I don't know how much more he knew, but wasn't much. Huh. Ivankov called American prison a sweet one with every luxury. He had respect, paid off prison guards to sneak in caviar and vodka. Because he came from the Russian gulags, he didn't give a fuck about American country club prison. Yeah. That's when I was picturing that scene from Goodfellas. Because he's oh, in yeah, there like the... yucking it up, eating caviar on like little bellinis. Yeah. <laughs> Ivankov was deported to Russia in 2004 to face murder charges. He Teflon donned that charge and and started shit back up in Moscow. Mm-hmm. He came out enforcing hits, mediating rival gangsters, and bringing up new criminals into the organization. So he would like train newbies. Mm-hmm. On July 28, 2009, during one of his mediations between two Georgian born mobsters, he was also born in Georgia, not the state. Yeah. Georgia. <laughs> he was shot by a sniper from one of the gangs he was trying to mediate for. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> I laughed at my own joke and it wasn't even good. <laughs> Ask me if he died on the scene. He probably didn't. Somehow. No. He like survived somewhere, somehow. It took two and a half months for him to die from his injuries. So <gasps> Jesus I, fuck. So I bet. I, at first was I was he in like, a coma the whole time? I don't know. But even if he was, I was like, I bet that sniper and everyone he knew was murdered before yeah. this guy fucking died. But then I found the the person there was somebody who was charged with his murder but it wasn't the actual gunman so I don't know about all that but a bunch of people probably ended up dead so Louis Free is a former FBI director he said that the Russian mafia posed the biggest threat to the United States national security in the mid 90s but currently it's believed that there are upwards of 6,000 different groups under the umbrella of the Russian mafia and it's argued by Interpol that there's no data to back up the notion that any of these groups are operating outside of Russia and the last update I found on that was in 2009 but if you want to go down an amazing rabbit hole go to the Interpol website because it's full of everybody who's wanted by Interpol and it's just a bunch of fucking Russians in August 2010 a French criminologist Elaine Bauer is quoted to saying that the Russian mafia is one of the best structured criminal organizations in Europe with a quasi military operation this is the most information that I could find on anything Russian mob related. I really, really looked for one juicy fucking story Mm. that was true. And I can find what people are convicted of. I can find maybe some details, but like no full stories. Also at Ivankov's funeral, it was just like the police were around his funeral in Moscow, like the fucking paparazzi, just taking photos of everybody in pinstripe suits. Can you believe there's like a whole other, there's like 50,000 whole other underworlds happening. Oh yeah. No, 100%. I just find that super that's why like mob folks like never get fucking convicted because like people get charged with the dumbest shit but then like these people who are doing all these like huge crimes mm-hmm. you can't pin anything on them bullshit cool 
Yeah. So that's it. Tell me that you found it interesting. It is interesting. There's stuff I didn't I didn't hear about. I didn't know any of that stuff. I was like super jazzed about it. And then I was disappointed looking into your eyes as I (laughs) I don't know, because I wanted you to be as excited as me. Look at me define our friendship based on this chaser. Stop doing this to me. I wish. Let me not like stuff sometimes. I wish you cared about the same things I cared about. (laughs) Everything else we do. This is dividing us. (laughs) Mobs are cool. I like mob stuff. There. You're hurting our kids. (laughs) Scooch. Chikome. (laughs) Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Is that a fucking duck? It's my phone. Oh, my ringer's a duck. (laughs) Look, there is a duck really close to the window. (laughs) We need to feed it. Periwinkle blue. Periwinkle blue. <laughs> Obama wants us to sneeze into our elbows. Salami. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think I put that. Salami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why it takes so long because they have to collect all this evidence. They have to collect black and white photos of guys sitting outside of like lasagna Genos. shops. <laughs> The lasagna warehouse <laughs> in fucking tracksuits and shit. Um, but so rack- dress barn, <laughs> like lasagna. Dra- dress barn, dress barn for fucking spaghetti mafia. barn. <laughs> the dress barn for cops. Lasagna warehouse. The mozzarella house. Oh, don't. <laughs> All right, come on, let's get this done. Um, I know. I have like one little tear in my eye because it was good. <laughs> All right. Dad, listen to the first part of that. <laughs> Dad. Your opinion on her adult life doesn't really have any bearing on her actions. I'm 38. Dad. <laughs>